News. The Trivia Music Show. Of your favorite pop stars. What's good, everybody? We're back with another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. We got some big names, mega stars, or what I always say, some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And somewhere along the way, we happen to get way off topic. And of course, when it's all said and done, let's see if you know as much as you think you know about your favorite icons in music. I'm TJ Reed, and I got my bro Yun Chi in the studio. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Yun Chi. Hey, TJ, quick question again today. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what you Which got? Which part? So we, I was watching all these news about Thanksgiving, and I was uh, wondering which part of a turkey do you think is musical? Ah,、uh, which part of, of the a turkey? T- is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.、Um, Is musical, yeah.、Uh, a little reminder. I don't, I don't want. I don't want you to tell me. I want to guess it because I know it's something that's so. It's right there. It's right it's there. Right yeah. There. Yes. I got. I got you a little reminder. It's just the body part of a turkey <laughs> that it has in common with a、uh, chicken as well. Oh man, musical, huh? So the musical part. I don't know what is it. <laughs> so the musical part of a turkey is its drumstick. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> You're killing、All、me! You're、right. killing me! <laughs> so what's up, man? You got a national gym? You want to share with us today? Yep. I, of course, I don't have a turkey for you today. So <laughs> the one, the musician I, I'm sharing today, once in my life, I was given the same title as this musician. Okay. So I guess in a way, I'm like his child. <laughs> <laughs> so this title means that means what? Oh yeah, it's like a, in China. In China, it's quite common that if you have a friend that is good at singing, uh huh, and you're gonna give him a nickname. Oh. After this musician. Okay. Well, tooting、yeah. your own horn over here a little bit, huh? <laughs> good at singing, huh? All right, all right. Yeah. yeah. I guess we'll find out a little bit so, on the show. And so for- what's yours? For me, I definitely have a cultural and national icon. I'm excited to put you up on today. I guess you could say this person is、um, a trailblazer、uh, with his style,、hmm. influencing all kinds of genres、uh, in the world of music, and、uh, definitely a household name. And well, let's see if you can figure household out. Household name. Yeah, household name. An American Col- house, not Chinese house. Cultural I guess. icon, not just in America, <laughs> but.、Uh, Yeah, different parts of the world. So let's see if you can get lucky. And again, folks, just another disclaimer: can't reiterate this enough. Okay, all of our info is found online, so sites are not always updated. And so bear with us if there's some quote-unquote facts <laughs> that we、uh, cite that aren't are a little bit outdated or just flat-out erroneous. So of course, we encourage you guys to share any updated info that you may have. Think you know everything there is to know about your favorite music celebs? We'll find out on Pop Muse, the trivia music show of your favorite pop stars. So, fact number one, and this is according to Biography.com. This artist was born in the Caribbean islands in a poor village, and his nickname was White Boy. Which is a derogatory term because of his mixed racial makeup. Yeah, I thought、mm. this was really interesting. And when you're from a relatively homogenous community, if you're mixed from different, you know, groups, sometimes, 
and um, I'm sure a lot of people who are of mixed ancestry can identify with this. Some sometimes you can experience a little bit of rejection from both races. You know, and I think that that yeah. can also be uh, really difficult. You know what I mean? I wouldn't. I don't. I'm not sure if it's a common problem, but I yeah. know there's definitely this problem for some of the Chinese immigrants in the United States. Okay, they kind of feel like they don't belong. They kind of. I don't want to speak for them, but <laughs> maybe <laughs> some of them they don't. They feel like they don't belong to the culture that that they're born into. Yeah, and they don't. They also don't feel close to, to their China, right? to China to their sort of their mother Motherland. culture. Okay, and that's gonna cause a little bit problem for people. Yeah, people kind of mentally. Right, right. They don't feel a sense of belonging. That's right. That's right. So. Could be, you know, a bit, a uh, bit difficult for growing up. But what about that nickname, White Boy? So I guess this artist, he isn't white. So he's not. Um, he's mixed. So he's got. Um, mm. He's black and white at the same time. Half so white, half black. If you're in a community that's black, <laughs> sometimes if you have you know lighter skin, ah. you stand out more and you look different, and so they may you know see you a different kind of way. And so sometimes it's a good thing, but sometimes for some guys or some people, it's kind of a negative thing. It could be most of the time. It could be a negative thing because you're gonna get yeah. mocked. <laughs> the, the the black part of you is gonna get mocked by the the whites. And Possibly. the white part of you is gonna get mocked by the blacks. Exactly. So that's <laughs> so, that's that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, with, you don't get along with either side of the your your ancestry. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, and it's it's. I'm sure it's not like that for you know for everyone, but it, for a large majority of people from this you yes. know, with this kind of makeup, they do experience a little bit of friction there. Mm. Um, his other name or his birth name was. Nesta, but had to be changed because、um, you know it was kind of a, a feminine name, and where he、Is、grew it? up,、okay. it was、uh, yeah, it was something that probably caused him a lot of you know bullying. He wants more masculinity. So yeah, his name was then changed to Tough Gong. Tough Gong. Tough Gong. Is、and、that I, even the proper name? <laughs> Tough Gong. Well, it was a nickname for him, and I think I think for all the fans out there, this is a dead giveaway actually for who it is. I mean, this name is is really common or really popular with this singer. So,、um, yes, Tough Gong, and I think he got this name from obviously growing up a little bit and becoming tough, and、mm. got those that probably bullied him. You know, he probably he probably put him. Probably put them in their place. I guess、so. a tougher way to go with this is to keep the feminine name on the outside. You sound feminine, but inside、mm. you're a, you're a big tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. So when he was a small child,、um, this artist seemed to have a knack for spooking people by successfully predicting their futures by reading their palms. So he's a palm reader. A、oh, palm reader. He was a palm reader, which I, I didn't know. That's a thing outside of China. <laughs> no, no. Apparently, it is. In different cultures, people、uh, read palms, and I guess at the age of seven, after、uh, a year living in、uh, the ghettos of his neighborhood, he returned to、uh, his rural community and declared that he wasn't going to read palms anymore. He was going to be a singer. Since when was he able to to read palms? I guess at a really young age. Because at seven, at the age at, of seven, he, he was already it giving it up. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, this is interesting. I mean, the whole 
concept of reading someone's palm. I mean, I do I, you know anything about reading palm? Absolutely nothing. I, I hear I, all, <laughs> what I do know is something about a lifeline. Like, if yes. you, there's a line on your hand that if it's pretty long, that means you'll live a long yeah, life. Yeah, depends on the greases on your hand. The grease on your hand. The grease on your hand. <laughs> is this called a grease? I can fold the, it. The oils. <laughs> The paper, the paper. Oh, the creases. The creases. <laughs> it depends on the creases on your hand. It depends on the length of right. the creases on your hand. Okay. I think so. In China, palm reading. I think I'm not an expert, but yeah. I think nowadays it's kind of considered as a superstition. Mm, okay, uh, so it's yes, <laughs> but I think there's uh, three lines on your palm, and one line stands for career. One line stands for fortune. One, one line, line stands for what? Career. Career. Okay. Yes. Got it. One line stands for fortune, and one line stands for uh, for your love. Interesting. Yeah, and depends on the length of these creases on your hand. They're going to be able to read if you're going to have a brighter career or bright a longer lifespan. Wow, wow! You know, I, I I have to say that there's a little bit of intrigue there. It's like I want to know what you know my fortune is, even though you're I don't believe China. that. I don't believe that stuff, <laughs> and I don't want to get involved in that kind of thinking. But it's it, it is alluring for sure. You know it, what I'm saying? It, <laughs> it's like a hidden fact or something that you want to reveal. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. But you're in China. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I'm gonna find you a palm reader. No, 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 no. I don't want to get involved in that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along, let's go to fact. Number two. Music aside, okay, he was also known for being a formidable soccer player, something he kept up for most of his life. Mm. Loved soccer. Really interesting how it's kind of popular everywhere outside the United States. I mean, it's really popular, you know, this thing, this thing called. Actually, they don't even call it soccer. They don't even call it soccer. I know. Yeah, You're going to get mocked yeah, outside yeah. of the States if you call it soccer. <laughs> and they're going to know this guy is from the States. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think we talked about that a little bit already on the show. Yeah. I guess the reason why it's not so popular in the States is because you have baseball and yeah, American pr- football. Right. We don't dominate football that's why oh yeah because yeah. if you if you suck at something <laughs> you don't like it pretty much <laughs> putting it very bluntly yes bluntly yes indeed. so this guy also formed a band and the original name of his band was called the teenagers and then it went from the teenagers to adults the rude boys okay the rude boys and <laughs> i think that's pretty straightforward there and then Rude boys as in angry teenagers. <laughs> well, rude boy is, yeah, in this place, uh, they, another term for it is uh, Rudy. Ah. And this is another way of just, yeah, it's kind of like the bad boy, you know, but it's not. Still sounds It's, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, but yes, <laughs> yes, kind of juvenile. Uh, and then the the group went to the Wailing Whalers, and this is because they were ghetto surfers. So, mm. yeah, they lived obviously in a, you know, a village. So there's, you know, near the water, the Caribbean. So there's probably some surfing involved. Oh, I, I'm sure there's plenty. Oh, yes. Beautiful. And another dead giveaway for the big fans out there. I'm sure they probably already know who it is, but let's just carry on anyway. He was also a practicing Rastafarian where they, in this group, they grow their hair really long into something called dreadlocks. Hmm. Okay, that's where you like you, t- you twist the hair and it grows really, really, really long. And the, you mentioned uh, Rude Boy, and you know this this um, singer, and really everyone in this uh, demographic have a really interesting way of talking, and it's called patois. And, Is that uh, a language, or you know, it's that's the interesting part. I mean, it has um, 
it, there's a lot of for example if you know english that's about 70 percent of this quote-unquote language mm. and but there's a, a mixture of the spanish and this is yes the, from the country's right. uh, history the there's absorb, been some, right right words and and expressions from other languages so apparently how to say like what's up or what's going on it's wagwan <laughs> Oh, you learned how to speak uh, Patois, <laughs> Patois, right? Patois, this okay. is how you say what's up in this language. And also, if you want to say something is broken, you say mashup. Mashup? Yeah. Why? Wow, you so. did some hard research on this one. <laughs> well, yeah. You're speaking but another a language. Bit, a little bit of this is, you know, Let's just kind of lingering. broadcast show to the Caribbeans. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to say you broke your phone, you say, Mi mashup mi phone. Me, oh, okay, that I can understand the last <laughs> you word. You understand that, right? Me mash up, mash up, right? <laughs> Wayanim. And my, I have no idea Wayanim. what that stands for. This is what's your name? Uh, okay. Wayanim. Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Yinchi. Uh, wow. Minim uh, Tony or Minim uh, Jamal. Okay, your name is my Tony. My name is Jamal. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> So yeah, this dialect they conjugate things a lot, so it's really uh, distinct. You could hear it I'm in the pressed. music, you know, and it's just um, it's kind of cool actually. <laughs> yeah, it's always cool to speak like a, a new language. Oh yes, yes, yes. Let's move on. We're gonna go to fact number three, and again, this is according to Biography. dot com. He achieved international uh, stardom in the nineteen seventies. So that's to give you a time oh, frame okay. there. Um, he produced a string of politically charged albums in the 1976, two days before he was set to uh, play uh, a concert. Um, and this concert was aimed at reducing tensions between like warring political factions. Hmm. And an unknown gunman attacked him and his entourage. And he was actually told that this was going to happen. But he still wanted to uh, go out And, and sing because the motivation behind this artist's work was not necessarily about being a, a commercial success. Mm -hmm. He was mainly about, uh, well, really elevating the, uh, the spirit of the people and uh, just kind of, you know, helping people to get through. Because at that time in his country, there was a lot of people were suffering from poverty and, you know, a lot of different things. So... And the music, um, and the music is a way to lift up people's spirits. Yes, lift people's spirits and to, again, to speak on things that awakens the spirit lets them know what's going on in their communities and how they could i guess elevate as a people mm. so sounds like he writes rebel songs yes he has an album actually called rebel rebel, rebel music actually wow. <laughs> that's interesting Good you brought that up again that's another dead giveaway for whoever's listening to this program <laughs> really interesting you brought that up but yes there was a famous movie that was released with uh, will smith and uh it was uh called uh i am legend And he said, um, "Was he in the movie as well, the musician?" Or? No, 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 no. He wasn't. He was quoting something about this artist's life, and he said ah. that when they asked him after the fact, "Why did you do this concert, even though you know that they were going to try to to kill you?" He says, "The people who are working hard to make this world a worse place aren't taking a day off. Why should I?" So wow, he went well forward said. with that concert. He and his wife were grazed by bullets, but They electrified an 80,000-member uh, audience when they stepped out on stage and they started to sing. Even though they, had, you know, they were like wrapped up and bandaged, they went and they continued the concert. So really interesting individual. Impressed. Yeah, very, very uh, inspiring. Let's move on to fact number four. And this is according to Billboard magazine. 
This artist never won a Grammy while he was alive. And that's no surprise to me. I mean, you know, Grammys, they only award certain people these, this award. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and if it's about right. a week, yeah, if you're a rebel, obviously you're not going to get a Grammy. But in late 2018, Forbes magazine listed this artist as fifth on the list of the highest earning dead celebrities. His family uh, has also licensed brands of coffee, audio equipment, wow. apparel, lifestyle, all of this stuff. They they sell it, and it's a pretty um, so his name successful. Is, his name has become sort of an IP. Oh yes, absolutely. And of course, you know this artist has sold uh, more than seventy five million albums in the past two decades. Uh, his album, and I won't list it here because One well, of I guess I guess I should. Song? I guess I should because it's it's pretty obvious who this person is. His album Legend, a retrospective of his work, is the best-selling reggae album ever. So if you, in case you're wondering, this type of music is called reggae, which is the national music of, uh, of, of Jamaica. Oh, right. Jamaica. So more than 12 million copies have been sold uh, internationally and several thousand units sell every week. His, uh, his sons actually carry on his music in the same fashion. They almost have the same voice. It's amazing, you know. He's, Is his uh, son famous as well? Or? His sons are very famous. Yes, I won't list them here, but um, are you gonna just say his first name? You don't have to say his last name. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not doing it. Again, for those listening that know this musician, they they know who I'm, I'm referencing. But he's considered the father of reggae. So big name, big genre, and you can hear this genre in hip hop. You could hear it in pretty much music that's in the um in tropical places not just right. in the in the caribbean but all over the pacific islanders they all kind of listen to this music and it's been incorporated into rock music all kinds of music so this is a uh you know a very i guess well-known genre for uh it is well known. a lot of people yeah i play a little bit of a reggae music actually just one but okay i consider that i consider that as kind of <laughs> some yeah yeah that's what's up all right so with everything that I've given you if you had to guess who you think this person might be yeah he achieved his stardom in the 1970s 60s and 70s yes yeah 20 years before I was born and <laughs> <laughs> so for his reggae music right do you have any yeah so I, I don't have any clue for this person yet <laughs> so I'm just gonna have so this is a good episode for you yeah I'm gonna use won't my... you help me sing Hmm. These songs of freedom, cause all I ever had, Ooh. redemption songs, <laughs> these songs of freedom. If you don't know what that is, then I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Do you, does he have any songs that's been covered by mm. a lot of like later musicians? Yes, yeah, Stevie Wonder covered that song, actually the one that I just sang. And uh, I think Alicia Keys might have covered some of his music too. So I mean, he's been covered many, many, many times by a lot of contemporary artists. So yeah, man, if you don't know who it is, I don't know who it is, <laughs> and uh, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna guess. All right, he's probably is he the father of Jason Mraz? <laughs> <laughs> well, to put that artist in the same lineup with this guy is just ah. Uh, it's, uh. It's almost unforgivable, but <laughs> <laughs> because the only reggae music that I play, oh is my goodness, I'm yours from from Jason Mraz. I'm not even sure if that's considered reggae, but mm. it's okay. So your answer is Jason Mraz. 
The okay. father of Jason Mraz. <laughs> oh okay, judges. Oh yeah, I, I'm sorry. That, that's that's. I can feel those tomatoes being thrown by the judges. Oh to man, me. all kinds of tomatoes <laughs> and eggs. This artist is actually no surprise to the fans listening. Bob Marley. In addition to selling millions of albums, Marley's retrospective album Legend has spent more than 570 weeks on the Billboard Top 100 chart since its 1984 debut. He received the United Nations Peace Medal of the Third World in 1978, and he was posthumously inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1994. The BBC proclaimed his song One Love as the song of the millennium. And in 2001, he was awarded a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Grammys, of course, after he passed on. So, yes, Bob Marley's music continues to inspire and influence music, fashion, politics and culture around the world. And I got a couple of really special songs that I would like to share. Really look forward to that. So the first song I got is Is This Love, followed by Waiting in Vain. Check it out.
And that was Waiting in Vain by the legend Bob Marley. Love that last song, Waiting in Vain. It's about a, you know, the artist falling in love with a woman and, you know, he's trying to get with her, trying to talk to her, but she's Classic. just trying to, oh yeah, <laughs> trying to, he, she uh, puts him on the back burner, you know, and what's a back burner uh that's an expression it's like uh the burners of a stove that you don't really use that much it's just you know the ones in the front are your priority with oh, the like ones on the back back tire yeah kind of like a back tire yeah, yeah, actually in mandarin we just we call that person as a back tire <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it uh, a back tire how do you say it in chinese uh, bei tai. Bei tai. Oh. back tire so that's him <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty much telling her, like, I don't want to wait in vain, you know. Let me know what you want to do. You want to do this or not? If not, then... Yeah, don't keep me as a back tire. Yeah, as a... <laughs> Put me on the ground. More or less. Love Bob Marley. Love his music. Love the uh, the reggae music culture. And his music will live on, especially through his sons. Yes, sir. So who you got for us today? The musician I have for you today is a little bit special because for the first A little fact, bit special, huh? Yeah, for the first fact... All right. He was born in a very religious family. His father is a priest. Mm, okay. Wow, his dad is a priest. Okay. And, and he's Chinese. Wow. It's kind of rare. You yeah, don't find it's that, very rare. You don't find that very common for the, yeah. among the Chinese. I'm, I myself is an atheist, but I have a very good friend. He's a Catholic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this guy, he grew up listening to choir music uh, in church. And all right. he knew all the songs backwards at three or four years old. Mm, mm. And he has been very active in the religious fellowship in high school. Okay. And during that time, he was trying he was trying to ponder his relationship with God. And he eventually, <laughs> he got himself baptized in the second year of high school. And uh, he went to a Christ college. So he has been very active in music in the college because, yeah, that's how the stories normally goes. It's the musicians that are hot mm. among to the ladies. Right? Okay, so he became a hot musician in Christ College, huh? Um, among the students, but I guess not professionally <laughs> yet. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that uh, religious family background really helped him. And I think for a lot of musicians to sort of like implant the interest in music. Because there are some pretty good church songs, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. And I think if some of them, they have sort of broken the barrier between the... The, the, the church mean, and The church and the, pop, and the pop music. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, Amazing got, Grace. Amazing Grace. That's a, yeah, a, a world-renowned song. And right. just, yeah, the world of... I mean, music in the church is something that's brought a lot of artists. And we talked about loads of them on this show that, you know, they started in the church singing and that just kind of, you know, they kind of went over into like, mainstream pop music. Right. And the other church song that I know is You Raise Me Up, a church song or You no? Raise Me Up, I'm not sure. When I am down I, and on my soul so weary <laughs> When troubles come and my heart burden be. No, does that sound like church to you? You build me up. That one. That uh, you you raise me up. Oh, you build. You raise really, me up. You're right. Okay. Yeah, it, I think it could be. I'm it not sounds sh- like the lyric sounds like it's. It sounds uh, like it like could a, be about someone a, that's lost, beaten down. Yeah. And the deity uh, saved him. Or a romantic partner, possibly too. Right. I mean, I think that's hmm. probably why it's so popular is because it could apply to. Oh yeah, whoever, it applies to all kinds to. of contexts. Yes. Whoever yes. saved you. Exactly. But those are probably the two ones, the two church songs that are popular. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, let's move on to fact number two. So this guy. He was signed to his first label during college. And by that time, 
along with him, there were... So Christ College had some music scouts, huh? <laughs> Man. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so, because he was a popular figure. Yeah. Interesting. For the musical activities. Yeah, okay. I guess that's how, that's how he got discovered. And he was signed to this first label, but along with him, there was also a bunch of other newbies mm. that got signed into there. And he was kind of smart because he felt there was a, a huge group of people, like interns, yeah. into that company. And he felt there weren't too many opportunities for him. Mm. And he actually went to the management and asked for <laughs> taking the assistant role. Really? Yeah, doing coffee runs, sandwich runs. Yeah, even though he was doing a lot of like uh, errand stuff for the colleagues, uh -huh. he said during that time he was able to observe the musicians, the, like the professional musicians in the studios. I knew there had to be an ulterior motive because I'm like, why is this guy requesting to give coffee and do errands for people? He's got to be trying to. You know, hidden something, hidden agenda. <laughs> Finagle his way into, uh, I guess, uh, build yeah, re build rapport with somebody of influence. Yeah, you know I don't think I, mean? I don't think you will, you will be aspired to be an assistant. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Seriously, it's like I didn't make it all the way through Christ College for nothing to bring coffee to you, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, but that's why I said this guy is very clever because mm. they're not just him. He went into this company along with many other newbies. And the company is not going to have like enough resources to produce albums for everyone. Mm -hmm. So instead of uh, waiting for an album, he tried. He chose to uh, to observe and learn first. And uh, during that time, he was able to to. Oh, so it was that's job security then. It was like I don't want to get fired. So you know what? Why don't I just hang out? I'll I'll deliver you guys some donuts, whatever you want. Just keep me here. So yeah. that way I can, I'm still in the environment. I'm still in the ball game. Yeah, that's bit. smart. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 smart. <laughs> Or maybe he heard one of these interns and it was like, whoa, I can't hit that note. That guy's definitely going to get a deal before me. <laughs> I, may, I need to start devising a plan B. <laughs> yes. So that was his tactic. And, yeah. yeah. And I think that's a lesson for anyone out there who is starting your career. Mm. If you don't have access to that uh, golden opportunity yet, mm. be the assistant first. <laughs> That's how I got this job. Do you know, like, I the first day I just became an anchor for this show, I was buying a lot of coffees for TJ. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't believe him, folks. Uh, I don't even drink coffee, so. <laughs> uh, right. No, I was joking. Actually, TJ backed me into I this. I think a lot of egos that would be crushed with that. I don't think too many people would um, take on this kind of role at a at a record right. label company. Forget. I mean, yeah, because a lot of people think. That they could sing. I mean, if they're in a the studio, they're gonna, you know, they're yeah, gonna got that pride. Of course, yeah, that so ego. it's like, wait a minute, you you want me to do what? No, I'm not, I'm not doing that. You yeah. Know? So I guess the lesson the lesson to be learned from this musician is to humility. So to yeah, the humility to play down your ego a bit when you don't have that opportunity yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And when this guy was finally getting the chance to produce his very first album, the marketing department in the musical company, they didn't really have a huge expectation. <laughs> they didn't have a high expectation on him. It's like, wait a minute, the coffee guy is going to make an album? Okay, <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> they even gave him a nickname, <laughs> the coffee guy. Right. And... So they weren't trying very hard mm. to produce him, to, to package him as a superstar. And yeah. for the cover photo of his very first album, mm -hmm. he actually just bought 
a random yellow shirt in the clothing store downstairs the office. Oh no! Come on, man. That's what's up. You can't do that. Yeah, supporting the local business, right? <laughs> and, and because of that lack of faith in him, oh, the, the those colleagues they pushed away all the invitations to be on the TV for him. Wow! Because they they don't they didn't think he was going to be popular. Scallywags. And he all, yeah. <laughs> that's a very pirate move for them to do that, man. Pirate move. <laughs> yeah, right. that's so wrong, man. Yeah. So no shows for TV, and he only got arranged to be on the radio for a month or two. But you know what? Unexpectedly, <laughs> his songs became popular on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. So that got people interested to know more about this musician and to to know how this singer looks like when he started to got the chances to be on the TV. So he stopped wearing yellow T-shirts after that, right? <laughs> I wonder if he kept that yellow T-shirt.、Uh, hopefully not. All right, let's move on to the next fact. This musician, he has a very he has a kind of a vintage spirit. He bought like very diversified furnitures. Okay,、And、diversified. You heard that, folks? That's a really nice word <laughs> for the rich people. <laughs> for the rich people. So he's got these furnitures from a rock of like a rococo. Rococo.、Stuff. Okay. Oh, you even know these words? No, 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 no. I'm just I'm rococo. Just... Okay. I thought you. I thought you're among those rich guys. Nope, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no idea. And Victorian furniture, old Shanghai colonial furniture,、okay. and some furniture from the Ming and Qing dynasty in the ancient China. Okay. And in 2020, he actually held an exhibition in a museum in Shanghai. Oh wow! And he was exhibiting his collections of qipao. Do you know qipao? That's the clothes that、uh, the, the ladies Chinese, wear, right? Yeah, the Chinese. Yes. Uniform for right, right for the ladies. Wait, wait, guys wear it too, right? Or is it just a girl thing? Because I only no, see... it's just a girl thing. It's、okay. for the ladies too. Sort of show your body figure better. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of the Jeepal. Really attractive style of clothes out yeah. here. Yeah, I guess you're looking at those clothing a lot. I've seen them before in advertisements, and you know, gazing, you don't, the, you gazing don't... at them. <laughs> <laughs> Staring, you see them, on, you see them、okay. on mannequins, and it's just like, and like you know, films and all this kind of stuff. I mean, you see、right. it around, and the ladies walking around in the malls. Don't see too many ladies wear them these days. Yes, yeah, because it's kind of like a fancy uniform or clothing. You you wear it on special occasions. Okay, okay. I must have、it. I must have missed all of those occasions. I don't、mm. see too many of them. No, yeah, no fancy occasion for TJ. <laughs> no, no, no. Unfortunately, not. Just coffee runs, <laughs> and he he also owns a vintage restaurant in Shanghai. I think this guy is really smart. Actually, I think he has an ulterior motive that most people have no idea. Like earlier, we were laughing at his、um, his collections, right? Right. But he ended up turning that around and 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 then holding a an exhibition at a museum. Oh right. You know and、I'm、he、saying? actually has some of those vintage collections in this very restaurant that he owns in Shanghai. See, see, yeah, he's he's a clever dude. Just when I think that he's just on a different page. A lot of people just. I think a lot of celebs they're trying to make their names and their stuff as an IP, just like、uh, mm. Bob Marley.、Mm. But that was like after. That was he, after he passed. After、so. he passed away. Right. Let's move on to the next fact. Fact number four. So the title that I got from him <laughs> by my friends, of course. Was the ballad prince? The ballad prince. Okay, so that sounds like he sings. He sings, sings, re- he sings like, a lot of ballads of love songs. And I'm not sure where the prince thing comes in, but I mean, it sounds. Yeah, like... Yeah, we like to call people a prince if you're like really good at something.、Mm. 
mm. it's kind of becoming a little bit、uh, like a cliche, and I don't really、okay. enjoy it. I don't really, enjoy, I don't really like being called. If I'm good at singing, and I don't like getting called by people as the prince of something. Yeah, because Prince kind of has other implications. I mean, it could mean that you you think really highly of yourself. You know,、oh. m- maybe you might be a little bit arrogant, a little bit like e- <laughs> too much ego in this. Yeah,、lab. yeah. So I mean, Prince could. I mean, it's it's can be. It's a double-edged sword. How about that? Um, you could play like、uh, differently to different to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but this um title has accompanied this musician for two decades. So if you, okay, yeah. So if you talk about the prince of some some music, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna think about this musician. And, wow, all right. So that's、wow. a big clue for those of you listening out there. Yeah, they don't know、prince. who it is already. Right, but ironically. Even though he is titled as the Prince of Love Songs,、uh-huh. up until today, I think there has never been any rumors about his love life. No rumors, huh? Right, and he, and he actually remained single until today. Single, really? Yeah, wow. He's, he's never been married, as far as the well, public that, knows. That doesn't mean that he's been single. I mean, that just means he's probably enjoying his life, right? <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> Sounds a little bit like a PG-18 topic for this show, but I get what you mean.、PG. Yeah, it is possible. PG-18, right? <laughs> Or rated R. <laughs> yeah, but I get, I get, I get what you mean. Yes. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But the the version that he gave to the media is、mm. that he's kind of like a, a traditional person,、uh-huh. and he has like high expectation. If you are dating someone, I think they he feels like traditional person. He should be like marrying that person. Oh,、uh, okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense now that I think about it. Because I guess he comes from a religious background, and so romantic relations outside of marriage is well forbidden. That's got to be tough for a celebrity. Almost not worth it. I'm sure he's doing his thing. Those those sweet ballads don't come out of nowhere. Okay. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wonder about that part of his life. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on to the very last fact. I think、uh, by now、uh, most of our listeners would have already gotten who this person is. But if you still haven't, so this musician he he has done the cover song of the Korean drama. Yeah, my love from the start.、Oh. The song is called "My Destiny." Sounds like his、uh, song to that mystery lady out there, yeah,、mm. that he's waiting for. Her. <laughs> from, Still waiting for from that, the stars. <laughs> Still waiting for Harley, right, to come visit the Earth. Yeah, yeah. And well, he's and he's good luck with that, right? And he's also done the song "A Word of Love." I do. You get this for the、uh, Chinese animation Lotus Lantern. And this was like a super famous cartoon in my childhood, and I actually、okay. grew up listening. So this song and this cartoon to me, I guess it's like,、uh, can you feel the love tonight in The Lion King to the Western kids? Well, I, there's a lot of songs, but I, I get what you mean.、There's、yeah, a, but like if you're a, a Disney song that you grew up hearing and it's、hmm. a part of your DNA. Right, but I feel、right. like you have a disagreement here. So what? Can you what, feel the love tonight?、Hmm. Is not one of the Most popular, yeah, you know, song because your years are probably yes, they're a lot more extended than <laughs> yours. Yeah. So. so the very last little fact 
In 2016, in a musical contest, this singer invited Akon to do Akon do a mashup song, which was kind of terrible. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Because you, he's the prince of ballad. Yeah. And he was trying to mash. He was to, trying to do a mashup song with his with signature an R&B rapper ma- ballad song yeah. with Lonely, and it ended up terribly. Maybe some people like it, but personally, I think it was a, a terrible. It was a、okay. disaster show. So here you heard it, folks. Yoon Shi thinks that it was a terrible performance. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, just a personal opinion. But I mean, it, you know, artists do that all the time. They always collaborate with different stars, especially hot ones, to you know get them get them to I guess expand into different markets, as we talked about before. So right,、um, is to reaching. And that might be a reason why I might have heard of this guy. I mean, I'm not sure if it's the right person, but I mean, I mean, if it's, if it's time to guess, yeah, it is. It is time to. It、guess. is time to guess.、Yes. All right. So I think that this guy—you said the 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 ballad,、uh, the ballad the, prince, the ballad prince, right? Right. Well, the only name that comes up is a guy named—is、um, it Jeff Chung? Hmm. <laughs> okay. What do the judges say? Well done, CJ. <laughs> Unexpectedly, two strikes for TJ. Oh man, that's a beautiful thing. I've、yep. had a long drought for a long time. It's nice <laughs> been, to get one right. Yeah, you've been waiting for、right. this for a very long time, haven't you? <laughs> so Jeff Chan, or in Mandarin, Zhang Xingzhe. So he's probably the most famous male singer when it comes to the sentimental. Romantic ballad songs, <laughs> sentimental romantic songs. <laughs> right,、okay. ballad songs. And the two songs I have for you today, one of them is from my childhood memory, Lotus Lantern. All right. And the name of the song is "I Just One Word," a word of love. And that will be followed by another ballad, "Belief," "Xinyang." Sounds good, but before we get to that, Yunchi, let's go ahead and call it, man. Thank you so much for chilling with me on another episode of Pop Muse. And, and for- you're welcome for the streak <laughs> too today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. And for those listening out there, thanks for tuning in for another episode. And be sure to shoot us a message and give us an artist that you think we should give you a trivia on. I'm TJ Reed, and it's Yunchi here. Take it easy, folks. We'll see you next time. See ya.
就一个字，我只说一次。你知道我只会用行动表示，承诺一辈子，守住了坚持，付出永远不会太迟。爱就一个字，我只说一次。怕听见的人勾起了相思，任时光飞逝，搜索你的影子，让你幸福，我愿意试
我那么多遗憾，那么多期盼，你知道吗？我爱你，是多么清楚、多么坚固的信仰。我爱你。是风一样听见我的呼喊。